Hey, Gabby. Hey. So today, it's all about relationships, mm. friendships, boyfriends, uh, marriage, whatever, family relationships. Okay. The good, the bad, the ugly. <laughs> oh, man. Healthy relationships, boundaries, everything. So I wanted to get your opinion on this. This okay. is always an interesting thing to hear people's opinions on. So uh-huh. I don't know if you remember a couple years ago mm-hmm. when uh, Kylie Jenner and Jordan Woods and mm-hmm. Chloe and Tristan had that whole big ordeal. Yeah, so huge. yeah, you remember Tristan, like I guess kissed uh, Jordan who was best friends with Kylie. Keep up y'all because it's a big entanglement. Yeah. <laughs> Straight entangled. Right. It's hard <laughs> to keep up with the Kardashians. But anyway, so Tristan kissed Kylie's best friend and Kylie and Chloe are obviously sisters. Yeah. Kylie dropped Jordan as a friend when this whole situation happened. And this was like her best friend since childhood. Yeah. What would you have done in that situation? If you're Kylie, would you drop your childhood best friend because of that situation? Uh, it's So for me, it's so easy to speak on something I'm not actively in. <laughs> because so easy. I could literally be in that situation and it could completely change. Like my True. whole answer could go completely out the door. I, I go back and forth with it. So when I first heard about this situation years ago, I thought like, ah, I get like she wants to support her sister, like mm-hmm. that her sister was hurting. I think, wasn't she pregnant or maybe just had the baby or I, th- I thought it was something yeah, like that. Yeah, I think that. she was pregnant maybe. I think so. So I'm sure like it was a whole bunch of emotion. She wanted to be there for her sister mm-hmm. and probably the best way to support her sister plus being in you know, the limelight and having everyone, like, scrutinize her every move. She mm-hmm. probably thought that was her best move in regards to her family and her business mm-hmm. and her brand. Um, maybe not necessarily the best for her because, like you said, that was a best friend since childhood. Um, I'm sure that was a very hard thing to let go. Yeah. Uh, so for me, it's like I get that aspect, but then also, like, you can't always get into other people's drama. True. Um, like, especially family, <laughs> you have family, cousins, oh, siblings, yeah. like whatever, you can find yourself in a lot of drama that you never wanted to be in. Very true. And if you would have just stay out of it and been like, hey, I'm sorry that happened. Like, maybe I will distance myself from, from my friends for a while. So like all this stuff can die down. Mm-hmm. But I also don't know if I would be so willing to give up a friendship that was extremely valuable to me because of... I don't even know if I want to call it a mistake. I don't really, I don't really know the whole like situation, how everything transpired in that. But I mean, I also understand that we're all human. We all make mistakes and there has to be forgiveness at some point. Because if you don't have forgiveness, like, like there's going to be no healthy relationships in your life. So Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I teeter totter. I I, I would say that I don't think I would give up my friendship. I think that I would, like you said, Take a break. Let some things that die down. It's fresh, so I'm not gonna be having her come over for Thanksgiving. Yeah, right. Obviously, <laughs> but I would definitely let things die down, and especially with Jordan being very apologetic over the mm-hmm. situation. She explained that you know he kissed her. It was liquor involved. It was late, mm-hmm. and she got out of there, and she was very apologetic. She didn't lie about anything, and that to me. Would have, would have shown her character a lot. You know, I made a huge mistake. She wasn't denying it or anything. Nothing else happened. Um, I personally don't think I would have let go of a friendship like that. But I do feel like that kind of goes into a conversation of boundaries. Like, 
is her sister even right to expect that of her? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Can you expect yeah. that from people? I used to wonder that when I was younger in high school and you had friendships that, like, we used to just, it used to be so much drama, obviously, in high school. Oh, like, yeah, for sure. Oh, this one. I, I literally had a best friend steal my boyfriend, my mm-hmm. first love, when I was... Uh, yeah, I know. I was literally crushed. <laughs> but I actually had that happen to me, but I had other friends that were still friends with her, and I kind of felt like they owed me the loyalty mm. to, like, she hurt me. Like, you know, why would you still be friends with someone who hurt me? And it was kind of like... um well, she didn't do anything to me. Yeah. And I, I and now that I'm older, because back then I used to feel like whatever the reason is, yeah. <laughs> I'm no not friends what. with them, you're not friends yeah. with them. But now I kind of feel like it's situational. Mm. And the crazy things, I, I don't want to stay on this particular story for too long um, before we really start getting into the topics. But another thing that I found weird about the situation is that, like, she cut off her friend because of the situation but then chloe went right back to this guy who has like shown many times that he's obviously not committed because he's been caught with many women over and over and yet you expect your family and your friends to accept this man who keeps hurting you Mm -hmm. and and really just her you know taking her own accountability for allowing her to continue to be in that position yeah but then you what you expect your sister to disown a friendship that the situation was based off what she says he kissed her yeah like it's kind of weird she made a you lost a lifetime friend over a one-time mistake so your sister could stay with the man who has continued to make mistakes he literally just had a baby on her so exactly yeah okay (laughs) so anyways that's how we're segueing into this topic (laughs) but yeah we want to talk about everything in relationships you want to talk about the healthy relationships you want to talk about talk about toxic traits Mm -hmm. things to look out for how to navigate those how to even look at yourself in a Mm. friendship in a relationship co-workers all that kind of stuff oh everything (laughs) so i want to start with family yeah because that one is hard like Mm. with blood you know what i mean and what constitutes a toxic relationship because if if you have somebody in your family but you feel like they're toxic they always bring negative energy i can say for me one example is after i had the baby and even yeah after i had the baby and i started to gain a little bit of weight there are certain family members who they very strongly feel the need to let you know Mm. how much weight you're gaining and you know, just a lot of negativity that they would say whenever you come around or, yeah. like, even, like, a party phase, mm-hmm. a lot of smoking, a lot of drinking with my family, you know, who I was really close to. And then it's like, how do you make that separation with people who your blood related to? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, what? how do you set those healthy boundaries? Um, Honestly, I feel like my top answer to all of these, <laughs> my, like, go-to answer is communication. I feel like communication is key in everything. Mm -hmm. Um, So in every relationship you're in, you know, if you're not communicating that that's bothering you, then that person may very well not know. Even if it's common sense, Mm -hmm. so many people, they've gotten away with acting a certain way all their life. So people have continued to give them excuses for being a certain way. Mm -hmm. So they think it's just acceptable for everyone. And they have to realize that, you know, you may talk, be able to talk to one person like this or play with a person like this, but you can't do that with me. Yes. And the only way you know that is by communicating that. That's true. That's um, a really good point. I th- and that's, for me, like, 
I'm I love communicating. Yeah, that's a really <laughs> I good love point. talking about things. And if something's bothering me, I don't have a problem. I don't, I'm not confrontational. I don't mm-hmm. like confrontation. I don't like arguments. Right. But I don't mind telling you like, hey, that bothers me. Yeah. And if you continue to do it, then clearly you're not respecting that boundary I'm putting up mm-hmm. with us. And if you're not respecting my boundary, like obviously you're my family. I I'm not gonna say that no one should cut off family because I've heard some very toxic stories of people's family um so I think each person has to gauge that for themselves um so I wouldn't necessarily just cut people off unless it was like something drastic when it comes to family but I would for sure distance myself if you're not respecting that boundary Mm -hmm. after me telling you like hey that that bothers me. That's a good point because that's all you can do, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, all you can do is talk to them, you know. Mm-hmm. And I am learning that because I did not used to be that person. Yeah. I was a whole ghost. I will ghost anybody, mm-hmm. okay? That was my method, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I just would drift off, you know. I'm yeah. like, maybe after so many times I don't text back and I keep saying I can't make it and they'll I'm not the answering. <laughs> they'll get the point. But I learned that that does not always work. Some people, they don't care. You could have turned them down for the past six weekends. And they'll still be like, hey, you want to get together? And I'm just like, okay, they're not going to just get it. Like, you got to grow up, put your big girl panties on, and, like, actually start having conversations. And it's really hard. hard. It is so hard to sit down with somebody and tell them, at least for me, I don't know about everybody else, yeah. but at least for me, it's really difficult to sit someone down and say, hey, I don't like this because you have no idea how they're going to receive mm-hmm. it. You have no idea. And usually when I do bring something to someone, it is because I want to keep the relationship. Yeah. I don't want us to drift. Mm-hmm. I want us to be healthy and, and, and be able to communicate and get along well. You know what I mean? But like you said, if I told you that this bothers me, and you continue to do it, and you show no acknowledgement, then I have to make my decision from there if I'm either A, going to tolerate it because you're not changing, or B, walk away because you're not changing. And also, what I am learning, because I'm not perfect at this, you know, there's many times where I've put off conversations or I've let things slide by too many times before I address it. So Mm -hmm. it's it's, it's definitely a learning process for myself. But um, you cannot... You don't have the responsibility of uh, dictating or navigating how a person is going to respond. Like, mm. that does make you nervous. I mean, it makes me nervous sometimes, depending on the situation and what we have to talk about. Mm-hmm. But to know what how that person's going to respond, like, it's not my responsibility, like, how you're going to yeah. respond. Like, and, and, and whatever way you respond just shows, like, your own insecurities and your own issues and I can only do my part by telling you what my, you know, issue is with this relationship. And if you want to flip out, then you can flip out. And that means you just need to work more on yourself mm-hmm. in that area. And that's okay because we all have those areas. But um, I've just been learning to try not to allow that fear of, like, what other people are going to say, how they're going to respond. Yeah. If they even want to be my <laughs> my family member anymore <laughs> or my friend or my, you know, co-worker friend or whatever. Like, if that's how you feel, then that's how you feel. And I cannot, like, mm-hmm. I can't solve that problem for you. Yeah, because you have no idea. And that is a lesson I learned, too, is that 
you honestly have no idea how this person is going to respond, mm-hmm. no matter how gently you deliver what it is that you're trying to say, because you a lot of times you could be completely shocking this person. Yeah. Like, I feel like, and I don't, but I feel like if I sat you down mm-hmm. and was like, hey, I really want to tell you that, you know, it kind of hurt my feelings the last couple of times I seen you or interacted with you. I feel like you would be like, oh my God, what what in the world did I do? Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it catches that person off guard completely to hear, you know, that they're doing something that you don't like. Even if, like you said, it, it's common sense to you or it should be obvious, it's not always because no. they do this all the time with this one and this one and this one and they don't have a problem with it. Right. So they put the responsibility back on you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So... Yeah, it, it, communication um, definitely is key, you know. All you can do is try to talk it out. But one thing that I would not do okay. <laughs> is just continue on being in the toxic situation. No, You for know sure. what I mean? Because I've been there mm-hmm. where I've dealt with a treatment that I didn't like or feeling some type of way, and I internalized it. I felt mm-hmm. like something was wrong with me. Everybody has told me before that I'm very sensitive. I'm very sensitive. I'm very sensitive. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I understand that. I, t- I said before on um, another one of our, I think, our self-care episode that, like, if you are a nail, if you walk around like a nail, everything is going to be a hammer. And at a point in time, everything was a hammer. Everything anybody said to me hurt me. Like, or I felt like they were being rude or mean or judgmental or everything like that. But... I had to take a step back and evaluate and be like, no. And I had to separate the people who actually aren't being like that and the people who actually are. So the only way you can ever get there is, like you said, is actual communication. That's true. And I also think, and this is not to justify, there's never a justification for people treating you wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, But also with just life maturing experiences, Um, What I've learned is hurt people hurt people, basically. And if someone is treating you wrong, typically it's because something is going on in their life. And again, it's not to justify that action and it's not to say that you should, kind of going back to red flags, that you should just let that red flag go. But I think also helping you feel better about the situation is when you try to understand maybe like what's going on in that person's life because um you know I think that's that's hard in every situation but especially in family situations I know I've had um, I've actually been very blessed to not have pretty much any family drama in my personal life um but like with my mom I love her so much, but with her disability, mm-hmm. it caused her to act certain ways that I was just like, like, how could you talk to me like that? How could you? And then I had to realize and take a step back and say, you know what? That's not her. That's her disability. Mm-hmm. And I can't hold that against her. I have to love her through that. Yeah. And again, that's not to say that you have to stay in toxic things, but I think that helps you cope a little bit better and feel a little bit better about like yourself. Because I think sometimes when you're yeah. in a negative situation, uh, at least for me, it's really easy for me to go back to myself and be like, what's wrong with me? Like, am I the bad person? Am I the wrong person? Am I, am I? And it's like, no, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just understanding that a person's hurt or a person is going through something in life mm-hmm. and this is how they are, you know, processing it. And it's not always the best way, mm-hmm. but 
I, I, I would say that's helped me too. Yeah, it, it definitely have it gives you the empathy. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean, like you said, you shouldn't tolerate it, but right. it gives you empathy. And I wish we could have a male perspective because mm. men's friendships are so different. I feel like men can, like, they seem like their friendships are just so easy. You know what they I mean? Do. Like, they don't have any problems, any drama. And I wonder, like, what if they could give us advice, what would it be? We'd be like, y'all just think too much or y'all just... Y'all well, I think, too, too women are very hormonal. With women being hormonal, it just clashes. I, it's just like, I mean, you always hear about women being catty with each other. And it's always charged again to our emotions. And I think mm-hmm. too many of us are too tied. I mean, I think it's great to be tied to your emotions. I'm a very emotional person. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes women allow their emotions to override logic mm-hmm. and to be able to actually sit back take themselves away from the situation and be like okay let me look at this yeah you know going back to our original story i mean if we talked about chloe if she took a step back and been like let me really evaluate this whole situation wait it wasn't her it was him who was the problem not her that was the problem mm-hmm. and that situation for her could have potentially changed a lot from that moment on Mm -hmm. but she didn't she stayed with her emotions and her emotions unfortunately got her back into the same position multiple times and I think that's just how women typically are yeah we man and it's so crazy because like it's so true we're so emotional almost competitive in a sense like Mm. um I got two examples Mm -hmm. um the first one I'll bring up is I talked to my husband about this, and if y'all, if you're a woman, particularly a black woman, and you're listening to this, let me know if you can relate. But I personally feel like, in my experience, my experience, <sighs> we black women, we can naturally be just kind of like a little mean to each other. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I told my husband that I feel like there's like a thing where you'll see a man at the store, any any race, mm-hmm. or I'll see a white woman at the store, or any race except for black, and it's like, you'll walk past someone and it's like, hey, how are you? I mean, obviously we deal with racism and stuff in this country, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, when you run into a stranger, or if I'm sitting next to someone, I'll say, hey, how are you? But I feel like there's like this, when it's a black girl and another black girl, I feel like we just don't look at each other, we won't speak to each mm-hmm. other, or even if you do look at them, it's kind of like, what are you looking at? Like, type vibe sometimes you know what I mean I don't know if that's just he at his response to me was is that your experience and I'm like I don't think so I I mean personally I just just pay attention y'all from now on (laughs) when you go to the store as black women and notice that if they speak to you if they even look at you if they address you and I don't know if it's necessarily them being rude I think it's just like a thing I don't know Mm, so what I did was I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say that because I don't want to say black women are rude, but we yeah. do. We have an attitude. But I have started going out of my way. Okay. When I see a black woman, no matter what her age, to say, hello, how are you? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. have a good day. Bye. Thank you. Because I want to, and I notice I catch them off guard a lot of time. It's like, oh, hi. Thank you. How are you? You yeah. know, because I don't want that to be a stigma. I don't want mm-hmm. that. To, like, I want us to just get along and then. You know, we didn't have a lot of women interact interaction with uh, our prior podcast that we used to have. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that just yeah, kind of made really me... Yeah, that was really weird. We had a lot more men interact with us yeah. with our previous podcast um, than women. Like, men would always... And not on no creepy stuff, too, because people would no, be like, oh, like, all. men, yeah, they was trying to get at y'all. <laughs> no, like, we would yeah. literally have men, like emailing us and DMing us and commenting on our posts that were like, wow, like really like engaged in our 
conversation on each topic mm-hmm. and like giving feedback and just like really good stuff but we would rarely get anything from a woman and it's like this is so weird because this was it was three women mm-hmm. talking and it was like why are we having these men engage and not the women but that does kind of make sense when you're talking about competition like sometimes if you see people doing stuff that you may want to do you might become a little envious and it's like oh i'm not gonna give her her flowers like yeah. i'm gonna just keep quiet but i'm gonna I'm keep watching and mm-hmm. i'm gonna keep listening and exactly. i'm gonna keep engaged in that way but i'm not gonna say nothing else about and it. women please share if you if you all feel like you've experienced anything like this where you felt like you didn't have support from other women or yeah everyone's experience is different. yeah so you may experience that and someone else might be like, Psh, no, in, in my area, we were like family, like every single person, whether they're a stranger or not, like we're yeah. very, and then too, we are up north, which people up north typically are so much more Rude. ruder than <laughs> people down south. True. It's just like, it's a weird, I don't know what it is. It but is so weird. They, talk, they call out... Southern hospitality. I don't know yeah, what it is. I think that's it. But there. I think it's just based off experience, based off so many different things. So you might have that experience and someone else might be like, not at all. So one thing I wanted to kind of talk about was work relationships. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Non-existent. (laughs) Okay, but go ahead. I feel (laughs) like, again, I am just someone who has been very blessed to, maybe because I'm so non-drama and Mm -hmm. I had a lot of drama in high school, for no reason that like once I got out of that I was like I want to do the least amount of drama in my life yeah and sometimes that means just distancing distancing yourself from the whole group Mm -hmm. like you can be engaged little tidbits here and there but like at work I've I've pretty much for the most part have had good relationships Eh, here and there you might get someone who's above you and they drive you crazy because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times supervisors, bosses, managers, whoever they are who's above you, they get this power trip and then they try to tell you things that they don't know but you know mm-hmm. and it's that back and forth. But uh, I hear people who have such toxic, like, work relationships. Like, people saying, like, crazy things to each other and treating each other badly. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's just not my experience. Mm -hmm. I haven't had that. Like I said, tidbits here and there, people Mm -hmm. acting up a little bit. But, again, I try not to let that bother me. I just roll my eyes and keep (laughs) doing my own job. And maybe that's how I navigate those relationships. Like, you know what? If it has to be addressed, I'll address it. But if it's something that's annoying, I'm just going to keep doing my job because I'm here from 8 to 5, 9 to 5, whatever my shift is, and then I go home to my regular life. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let all this stuff bother me. But, like, people will be going home like, did you know that Susie in accounting told me that this, 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 and that? And they, they, like, take work home with them and all their issues. Oh, I cannot imagine. I, I will say... That at my previous job, and I'm going to shout it out because I know probably 98% of y'all work there. (laughs) We all worked at Sterling Silver's, uh, um, Signet Jewelers, whatever you want to call it. I feel like that's like a transition period in everybody's (laughs) life for some reason. Oh my goodness. The drama at that job. It was a high school. Well, I did actually make one of my closest friends at that job. Okay. Um, and that was probably, like, I haven't worked there in almost five years now. But mm-hmm. um, I, I'm still really good friends with this girl or whatever. So that did come out of it. I made a couple friends at that job, actually. Um, 
It was so much drama at that job. It was truly a high school. Um, It was a collection agency in the department that I actually worked in. And it was four different floors. And it was literally like 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th grade. Wow. (laughs) That's how I felt. It was so many people sleeping with each other. So many relationship love scandals. Babies being made. Marriages being broken up. It was it was literally so much drama at that job. Like it, I kind of missed that job. Lucky. Oh I mean, it was fun. Oh <laughs> lord. Okay. It was a little bit fun, you know. But now I'm too old for that. But yeah. um, man, it was so much drama, and you try to just keep your head down and stay out of it. But I, I am glad ask, that. How do you? How did you navigate like trying to stay out of that drama? Was it just keeping to yourself? Yeah. And not getting in other people's business? That's how I am. Like if people are like in like some type of scuffle, I'm just like, oh, wow. Like when they're telling me just, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay. Like I don't want to get too don't much of my input. Don't give your opinion because <laughs> They'll go you... back and be like, Gabby said. Oh and I was like, God. do not put me in I literally <laughs> remember the first week at that job. Oh <laughs> it was a girl. She tried to get to know me. She was like, hey, Oh, what side of town do you live on? You got kids. Oh, how long you been married? You know, mm-hmm. and I'm answering them. She seemed like a super sweet girl. I found out that I know her husband from high school. Mm-hmm. And when she left, somebody was like, girl, be careful because she be in everybody's business. And I was like, oh, okay. And then another girl overheard that. And she told her that she was talking about her to me. And I was just like, oh, oh my God. My this was gosh. like my first week at that job. I was like, yeah. yeah. That's, a mess. that's That's toxic. So when we oh, talk extremely. about healthy and toxic, I don't like gossip. So everyone has a perception of what gossip is. Mm-hmm. Gossip to me is when you are spreading information about someone else that's negative and you want feedback from that. Like it's like you want to talk negative. You're excited about yes. it. Yes. So if I come to you with a situation and I'm just telling you about it, I'm just informing you about it, or maybe I need guidance from you, help. Like, if I'm sharing that, it's because it's coming from a different place. Mm-hmm. It's not because I'm like, girl, let's talk about how messy this is. No. And that's yeah. what I don't like. I don't like that, and that's what I consider gossip, and I don't like that in friendships. I don't like that in any type of relationship. Work, like, if someone starts gossiping at work, I'm like, oh, okay, like, I go do my do something else in another room. Like, I don't want to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's good. I mean, so at my current job, as far as friendships, I don't have any. I I, I have a cousin that works there. We're good friends. But <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, I think that when I started that job, I dealt with social anxiety a lot. I've been there at that job for almost five years mm-hmm. and I dealt heavily with social anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know why, you know, I don't know what it was. I just was, you know, I talked a lot about it on our on our um self-care episode but Mm -hmm. yeah I dealt heavily with social anxiety and it definitely stopped me from connecting with other people and making friends and I realized it was me and not them because they were clicking like very Mm -hmm. well they planned a trip to Cedar Point together like my whole training class and everything and you know they got really close and I'm like I was just so closed off like so Mm -hmm. closed off and I ended up going to work from home immediately I think I was there for probably six months before I left to work from home because I was just like I don't want to be here I feel anxious every day and it was just a social anxiety now if I was to start that now Mm -hmm. with a lot of the growth that I had I think I would have 
uh, friends there. But you like you know you have to be careful with work relationships because mm-hmm. like you said you got to be there every single day. Right. You got to deal with those people every single day, and so you don't want to get too entangled, too mm-hmm. intertwined. Like you said with the gossip and stuff like that, it will come back to bite you. Mm-hmm. So you got to be real careful with work relationships. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and that's crazy. And just talking about like how you were saying that you were so socially awkward there, like, you noticed that about yourself. Mm -hmm. You noticed that about the situation, and that was something that helped you better understand that. And I that kind of just makes me think of, like, sometimes we're the ones in the relationship, in the family, in the familiar relationship, in the friendship, in the relationships at work or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes we're the ones that are blocking. Whether if it's I'm blocking this relationship from growing, I'm blocking it from even happening. Um, And then sometimes it's just like you have your own issues that you haven't navigated yet. And now everything that someone else is doing is kind of how you were talking about being a nail and a hammer. Like, things are just, like, they're hitting you in ways that they shouldn't be hitting you and they're affecting you in ways that shouldn't be affecting you. That's because you haven't processed through some other areas of your life. And now you're really the person who's who's at wrong in the situation. But because of your mentality and where you're at, you don't always see that. You mm-hmm. want to... There's I've known people who they love blaming everyone else for anything that's going on in their life. Anything. Like, oh, I'm this way because... My parents were this way. No, you're that way because you chose to be that way. Yes, you may have learned something from your parents or you may have learned something from your siblings or your grandparents, but you are grown. You chose to stick with that. That's on you. Or um, I'm this way because no one liked me in school. Well, why didn't they like you in school? Was there a valid reason? Mm -hmm. Maybe you had some issues that people didn't like and you didn't fix those. Yes, so... It's not always like look at whatever negative relationship you have right now and just cut them off because they're the issue. No, look at yourself. Please. If I had a dime for every time somebody said, I cut people off with the quickness. Um, and you always cutting somebody mm-hmm. off, you know, and that brings me to what you reap is what you sow because I feel like if you get on social media, especially Facebook, Mm -hmm. you see people crying all day long about their life, their situation, Mm -hmm. their relationship, their friendship, their job. But nobody is taking accountability for the things that you do that brought you to the situation that you're in. Stop blaming And blaming people people is going to literally keep you there because you can't control anyone. Mm -hmm. Uh, my, My previous counselor used to tell me her favorite thing to say was... Um, but you can only control you, right? And that is so true. You know, we can only control ourselves. Yeah. So you have to look at your relationships. And if you um, are with a, a man or a woman who talks down to you and they're toxic and they cheat on you all the time, you can't control that man or that mm-hmm. woman. But you can control what you do in the situation. Mm-hmm. And that's either go to counseling or leave the situation. Or you decide just stay there and continue to take it. But that is, you can only control what yeah. you do in the situation. And we do, like, for me, I know that my sensitivity was a lot of the reason why. And my social anxiety was a lot of the reason why I couldn't have relationships. And so, after hearing it from a few people, mm-hmm. how sensitive I am... I have to take inventory and say, yeah. that is true. Why are you so sensitive? Why do you see it that way? And I had to take a step back and look at it like, 
you know, not everybody is out to get you. Mm-hmm. Like, no, not everybody is trying to be mean to you. And I realized that it was a perception that I had yeah. sometimes that the way I look at myself, because I look at myself in this negative attribute, mm-hmm. I, in my mind, would always automatically think people are looking at me the same way and thinking the same thing about me and treating me a certain way based off that. And people literally wouldn't be thinking that sometimes at all. You know what I mean? So if I get a grasp on, you know, what I feel like is contributing to relationships that is not making them grow or be effective, that'll help. At least on my end. You know, I can only control me. Sometimes when you take accountability and you look at yourself and you realize there's still issues, you've communicated you've set boundaries, like you've done, like you've checked all the boxes and you've really worked to either fix yourself or fix the relationship, friendship, whatever it is, and it's still not working for you, like it's okay to let people go. It's okay to let relationships go with a um, significant other. It's okay to let friendships go. It's okay to, to distance yourself from family. Like, mm-hmm. if they're toxic, they're toxic. It's okay to quit that job because that job does nothing but stress you out. Like, it's there's a million other jobs out there. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay, and you have to learn when it's time to let go. Because yes. I think too many people hold on to toxic things because it's comfortable. It's what they know. Oh, well, we've been friends since we were two. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you guys can't be friends anymore. Or at least not right now. Exactly. They're, that That's my that's my cousin. Like, okay, well, you guys need to work on each other. And then maybe you guys can have a healthy relationship after that. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't, you can't keep making excuses for people or for yourself to stay in an unhealthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Because really, unhealthy relationships affect everything else in your life oh my goodness because an unhealthy relationship will make you literally it can literally cause you to feel sick Mm -hmm. it can cause you to feel depressed Mm -hmm. it can cause you to be isolated now because now you don't want to go out anymore because you don't want to be around that person you don't want to see that person It, it can do so many things to us that we don't really even realize how that's affecting us in that type of way when we have these unhealthy relationships. Yeah, I agree. And I think this might need to be a whole nother episode, but it's like, it makes me think about like living your life to the fullest mm-hmm. and not just living life as a spectator. Cause that's one thing I know that I don't want to do. And it's like having taken the control, like you said, with, what is it that's, that's keeping you unhappy and change it. Do not spend another 10 years. I spent my entire twenties depressed, anxious, mm-hmm. not happy with the way I looked. And I was like, I am not going to spend my 30s, you know, sitting back afraid and, and, and uncomfortable and anxious and none of that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that's like I said, that's a whole other episode. We just talk about <laughs> all of the things to live your life to the fullest, to live the happiest, most joyful, most pe- peaceful life you can live yes and you are responsible for your own life so if you're not Mm -hmm. happy with these relationships find relationships you are happy with like Mm -hmm. it's weird and i know i say this all the time because i'm in my 30s and i'm like it's so hard to find friendships in your 30s i personally think it's extremely hard now that's maybe just the way my life is set up you know maybe there's people who are just out here they're you know maybe not they don't have kids or you know maybe they don't have like all these extra responsibilities they just go to work and then they go out and just like live this lavish life and they can just meet people I don't know that's not my life but (laughs) (laughs) I find it hard however there's always ways that you can put effort in finding new friend groups or 
if you don't have much family, you know, reaching out, if you are religious, going to a church. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's volunteering groups. There's there's so many different groups. Events. Social media. There's groups where you can meet people and talk. And people have found, like, amazing relationships and friendships mm-hmm. through social media. Yeah. So it's being proactive about that. And then also, one other thing I want to end off with is looking at what in you is attracting this. So, like, if it's a cycle Mm. and you're constantly having these negative relationships, Mm. if you're constantly having these negative friendships, what is it or what has happened in your life that has kept you in that cycle? You know, things, yeah, things stem back from a long time ago that we don't realize. And we continue to carry that baggage into the next thing, into the next thing. And then you hear people talking about how you were saying, I'm cutting off all my friends. I cut off people. I just don't have friends. Or you hear about men or women who are always like, they're in the next relationship. They're in the next toxic relationship. The next baby mom. The next baby dad. The next this. The next that. And it's like, how do you keep finding yourself in these toxic situations? There's something inside of you that's either holding on to that, gravitating (sighs) to that, that's, you know, cultivating these situations that you keep finding yourself in. And that that makes me think about my issue with my insecurities and my um, my sensitivity because I do feel like I've attracted people who are also insecure, mm-hmm. but who, in a sense, needed to see somebody who they thought was doing worse than them or who need to compare mm-hmm. to make themselves feel better. Yeah. And I was always like... I'm looking at everybody else like they're perfect and they're better than me. So if you're a person who needs to feel like you're better than someone, who better than the playoffs? Right. Let's play off of each other. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I'll make you feel really great about yourself. Right. And you can put me down and you can play off my insecurities. And even I've learned in times where you tell people, certain people, your insecurities. And they will use those exact mm-hmm. same insecurities to actually hurt you because yeah. it's something that they need to make themselves feel better. You... You say that you struggle with feeling left out. I'm going to make sure I can make you feel left out every chance I get. Because it makes me feel better. I'm better. And it makes you feel, you know, whatever the case is. It's been so many situations like that. So that's a really good point to look into, like, what could it be in you that's attracting it? Not saying that you take on the blame for that person. No, of course not. But it's just another thing, a way for you to work on yourself. So yes. let's just <laughs> wrap this episode up. It's, yes. we, we, we can talk all night. We can go on and on. <laughs> it don't matter what topic. You can tell us, talk about blue, and we will name every shade of blue. Just Blues, clues, right. everything. Blues, music, everything. Everything. But we do have a game, as always, or, you know, <laughs> I don't know if you want to call it a game, an activity. Something to end it with. We have something to end it with. (laughs) So um, we decided to ask each other a question, and the question is, if you had to pick three words to describe a good relationship, what would they be? So we're going to answer it for ourselves, but we also would love for you to think about that for your own self, Mm -hmm. your own relationships, whatever relationship that is. What are the, the top three things? And maybe you have a top ten things, like, but just pick three. Try, try and do the top, <laughs> top three. Just do the top three of what's most important to you. And it's necessarily not wrong because it's you. We're all different. So mm-hmm. what Nikki will say may be completely different than what I will say. Wouldn't it be, be so weird different. if we got the exact same three that words? That would be so weird. So I just want you to start off since okay. I just want to see if we have the same. Okay. So my three words okay. are genuinity. Okay. 
Oh, I would, is that a word? Is that a word? Genuinity. I think that's a word. Is it? I've never used it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it okay. is. I've used it. <laughs> I was about to make a joke about genuine, but I'm not. Uh, you know what? Because I definitely thought about genuine when <laughs> like, you said It's that genuinity. feeling you get when genuine ah. come on stage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel a little genuinity. <laughs> Okay, so genuinity, someone who is a genuine person, okay. I feel like is extremely hard to come by. I'm not going to keep talking because okay. we trying to wrap up. Okay. Um, selflessness. Mm. Selflessness is really important. You have to be able to think about and consider other people before yourself sometimes. Okay. And my third one is understanding. Mm, um, really I wanted to say non-judgmental. Um, but I'm going to just say understanding because I feel like sometimes you go through things that they may not be going through or they may not understand, but I would hate for a friend to throw me away because Mm -hmm. of a situation I'm going through at the moment. So yeah, those three, genuinity, selflessness, and understanding. That's good. Actually, we don't have the same. Oh, good. (laughs) Yeah, because I definitely didn't know genuinity was a word. Well, now you know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So my top three, and not in any particular order, and this is hard for me because I'm always that person that's like, no, I have ten important things, but. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So one important thing is respect. Um, I cannot be in a healthy relationship if there's not respect there. Um, And that's mutual. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to respect you, and you're going to respect me. And once you start disrespecting me, that's when I'm going to start distancing myself. And that's when I'm going to start thinking, like, "Mm, do I even want this? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a top priority for me in in relationships. Another priority, which I guess is kind of similar to one of yours, but mine was um, consideration. Just being a considerate person. And consideration, I guess I kind of, maybe that's not the right word. I, I kept trying to think of the words to encompass really what I want to say in that. But consideration is understanding the person, listening to the person, like taking into account all that's going on in their life. That's just important to me because someone can look at me in a friendship or in whatever, in a relationship and be like, oh, I haven't heard from Gabby in five days. Like, oh, she's probably just not cool with me. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, like, understand that I'm working and I'm taking care. Can I just care. say, yeah. that's literally, like, one of my favorite things about our friendship uh-huh. is that we don't have to talk every single no, day. No, we don't. And I, I could go two weeks. I don't think we would go two weeks, but I think that I can go two weeks without talking to like, hey, girl, let's go get drinks. You're like, okay. Right. And it's but not that weird. But best believe, if we went two weeks without talking to each other, we'll be at El Recon for... <laughs> Seven hours, and they're going to be looking at us like, uh, please leave this place, because we will sit and talk and catch up and just talk about for, it. And then go sit in the car for two hours. <laughs> right after. <laughs> Listen, that's how, that's the norm for us. That's just we the norm. We will sit in a restaurant for hours, and then when they close and they kick us out, we go sit in the car you know and what? talk for more hours. We should have an episode where we just tell them, like, some crazy stories that happen that in our friendship. That would be fun. Like, that'd be mm-hmm. like a wild card Because do you remember just... that time we played Truth or Dare in your car oh after? Oh, my God. And again, that was where El Recon. That's our spot. Clearly, Don't that's our spot. Don't be taking up our spot. So now we gotta yes, get a please. new spot. You know we are famous now. Do not be showing up We're at El Recon. <laughs> chill, paparazzi. Chill out. Chill out. <laughs> um, okay, and then my third one is honesty. I Ooh. don't like dishonesty. I don't like people who are super sneaky who are real shady and lie Mm. that affects me a lot because at that moment I don't trust you anymore and when I don't trust you like I can't 
have a good relationship yeah, with you. I really can't sense. even have a relationship with a person that I don't trust. Because I'm like, you may take what I say, twist it around, gossip about me, like turn around mm. behind my back, talk about me. Like, you may look right in my face and tell me this one thing and then turn around and do something completely different. And at that point, it's like, and I guess that kind of goes into respect. Like, you don't respect me. If you can't be honest with me. Those are good. Honestly, yeah. I never thought about that in friendship. I feel like that in relationships with a significant mm-hmm. other, and I've always been like that. Like, yeah. I can absolutely not deal with a liar. Mm-hmm. Like, that is a really horrible trait for me, and it makes me feel unattracted to a person mm-hmm. when you lie because it says so much, you know. But I never really thought that much about it in friendship. Like, mm-hmm. I've had friends lie to me, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, she lying. But I never, yeah. like, looked at it as a, like, a thing to separate me. So that's interesting. I like that, though. Okay, yeah, so that's it for this week, y'all. We can... Yes. We don't want to keep talking y'all's heads off, but please send us um, your situations, your stories. What are issues that men deal with in relationships? If anything, do y'all deal with disloyalty or not feeling like your friends are there for you or, you know, anything like that? Let us know, like, what experiences have you had? So we hope that you enjoyed this episode. We want you guys to stay engaged with us. So please, please, please make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Also, you can follow us on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, Our links are below in this podcast. If you have any questions, you can always DM us as well. But, uh, yeah, we just want you guys to stay engaged, and we hope you enjoy this. Give us more topics that you want us to talk on, and we will do that. All right. Bye. Bye.